Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. And this week we are talking about the new film, A Quiet Place, which is the directorial. Shh, shh, quiet, 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 quiet. Shh. The directorial debut of one John Krasinski. John Krasinski. In which he starred with his wife, Emily Blunt, and they're not kids. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> and not their real kids. And clearly not their kids. Um, but so. And I wish they would have been. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about A Quiet Place, which I'm super stoked to talk about. Uh, but we're going to get started with the bro down. And this week, I have an offering for you that I think is of the <laughs> highest kind. Um, so, and I don't think you actually watched it, but I'm going to go into a whole thing. Um, so, this last Easter, um, NBC aired Jesus Christ Aww. Superstar live on Sunday night. And it was one of the most phenomenal performances I have ever seen in my life. And I, I've always been a big fan of Jesus Christ Superstar. I think it's an amazing musical and there's just incredible music and it's not like your stereotypical musical or rock or it's more of like a rock opera so to speak um so i'm a huge fan and they killed it <laughs> john legend as jesus was i mean he was fine he was pretty good he was legend he, he was, was legendary, legendary baby but the guy who played judas was awesome as well um so i was a big fan of that but that brings on to a bigger topic of what do you think about uh i think it's mostly just been nbc but any major network doing these live musical performances um what do you what do you think about those do you enjoy them i know that well, they've done a couple now first let me get something straight so there are they doing these they're doing they're live musicals so like these things that they're performing it's all like on the spot, they just practice and rehearse this like that Peter Pan one or whatever. Yeah, the, never it was, like that with it was live. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, they're just in the recording them those guys doing it live. Who was in the Peter Pan one? Uh, it was uh, Allison. Um, oh, what's her name? It's Allison something. Uh, she was in that HBO series Girls, and then okay. it was Christopher Walken was Captain Hook, and oh. he was is. <laughs> that's the thing. Okay, so they they always Look, uh, Peter. They, uh, uh, you know Peter. <laughs> do it again. Stab you in, in the face the, with a soldering. You know, stab you in the face with my hook. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? my hook. Yeah. The crocodile. <laughs> um, no, uh, but we're trying. <laughs> what they do is that. They they always get like a big name actor to play one of the bigger roles, and that's why they had like John Legend play Jesus because he will just bring in that draw, and there's a lot more people that are going to watch because John Legend was in it. Yeah, and they did that same it, yeah. thing with like Christopher Walken and Carrie Underwood did Sound of Music, but Carrie Under Underwood was actually fantastic. Um, and they've done Grease. Uh, they've she's done, great. Yeah. Oh, I Grand love Carrie Underwood. Yeah, but have you watched any of these? Have you watched like a single one of them? Uh, not a single one. Not no. a single one. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> Are you pro musical? I read, <laughs> I read a review online. I'm not a fan. Um, no, I. I mean, I love musicals. There are certain musicals that uh, have just like really caught my attention, and I end up listening to the soundtrack and all that. Um, I sing memory from cats almost every time I do karaoke. Um, I'd wager $5. Rent. You've never actually seen cats. I actually, you'd pay me $5 because in, uh, <laughs> in the seventh grade, our music teacher showed us the entire. Musical. Oh, okay. and I just remember the rum tum tugger. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> 
Uh, long, long time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's like this Playboy little, you know, it's the Rum Tum Tugger, and it's like, the Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. And then he comes out of nowhere, and he's kind of this cool dude, and he's like, nobody can say anything about it. <laughs> he does like this whole, <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny to me. Um, I always just think of that scene. But yeah, I, I love musicals. Phantom of the Opera, I think the, uh, the movie that they made, um, uh, Gerard Butler, uh, what's his face from Watchmen, um, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember that dude's name Raul. either. I don't yeah. know. And then the girl from Shameless. Um, I really loved that. And uh, yeah, I love musicals. I mean, obviously, coming up in the in the choir community, like we did, it's like you just—it's kind of your thing. But I've never seen any of these live things that you're talking about. I think uh, it's good. It's good for music. It's good for uh, you know getting those things out there. And it's probably for the best that they put like a big time star in there right right i don't know if well, you the, have like the thing know. about it is is that all of them have been like fine they've all been pretty good they did grease they did yeah. peter pan they did sound of music i can't remember if they've done any more other than that but uh i've enjoyed i've enjoyed all of them like they were pretty good but this one was like on another level me and i i sat down and watched it with our mother and we were both Love and dad mom. watched it too and we were both just, or Love all three dad. of us were like oh my gosh this is incredible and it's like 80 percent the guy that played judas because he just goes off and judas is kind of the title character i mean jesus is obviously the main character but judas kind of has the better songs um and his voice was absolutely unbelievable and it just destroyed the entire like he was so good he killed it yeah so anyway um it gives me a lot of hope for what they I could, what that, they that could that do Judas with these guy, I wonder if in real life he's like a like a vocal trader. I mean trainer. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was good, I man. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, you what, could probably turn a profit from something like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's my scripture? I mean script. Uh, ah, I don't know. It, yeah. It's really reaching. Really reaching. Um, anyway, I, am a big fan and I hope that they keep doing more stuff like that because that just, it was a surprise. I didn't even know that they were going to do it. And, uh, it came and it went and I feel like more people need to know about it. And also, you know what, this is like a shout out to Jesus Christ superstar, because I asked quite a few people within the last two weeks, you know, like, Hey, did you see Jesus Christ superstar on NBC? And everybody was like, what was that? You know? And I, I had a lot of people like, Oh, I'm not really religious. And I'm like, you don't have to be like, that's not the point of it. it. It's not like, it's not like a Christian thing. You know, Jesus Christ yeah. superstar is yeah. just a story about the life of Jesus Christ through song and and you don't have to be religious or anything to find value in the music or all of that. So, um, yeah. I was, man, it, it was so awesome. And, and I wish that more people were aware of, of these things that are happening, you know, like that NBC production was awesome. And I wish that more people would take part in it. I don't know exactly what the, how many people tuned in and watched it, but I know that, I know that it definitely got like fairly good reviews and good it was ratings, well good, received. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like cats. It's like, you know, I don't go around believing that, um, you know, my cat is talking when I leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might be. Uh, you don't have to believe that cats are talking. You, you know don't necessarily I mean? have to. Mr. Mistopheles, no. baby. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, my bro down, down for that. Uh, this is something that kind of just popped on, like popped into my head this morning. Uh, and 
I don't know. I just think it's going to be a funny conversation, maybe. I just wanted to ask you, Professor, what do you think of the WWE? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 like WrestleMania. Like, I don't know. I'm like almost crying just talking about it because it's like, I don't know. What do you think of that? Like what the entire thing is in your entire life? Like. Have you grown up? Did you like it? Did you watch it? Were you a fan? Do you have uh, t-shirts? N- no. Um, <laughs> I have <laughs> I have always been um, fascinated about the the culture that revolves around like WWE. I don't even know what it is. Is WCW, WWF? Where, like, what's <laughs> the difference? No I have no idea what w- the difference w- dot, is. We don't care. But it's one of those things where there are there is this large pocket of society and culture that is really into that and i don't quite get it but it is sure it it is fun and i think i think it's fun in the same way that you know we watch movies and we're entertained by movies and we know that they're not real but we still have fun and watch them and there's some people that are able to just watch these giant men or women just wrestling around with each other, knowing that it's planned and fake and still just see, that's where I have the hard time buying into it. I'm like, well, it's not real. Yeah, It's not real. Like that's, and I mean, the thing is, is that it does take a lot of skill and it takes a lot of dedication to perform the tasks that they do. A movie that I would shout out is um, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. That movie's incredible, and it gives you like a lot of insight into the life of what it would be like to be one of those guys. Have you seen The Wrestler? No, no, no. It's really good, and it shows Mickey Rourke like it, like in his heyday. You know, when he was like in his late twenties, early thirties, he was super popular, and like one of you know he was kind of like The Rock or Goldberg or um, what's the who am I thinking of? The skin of a hot dog with a blonde haircut. Um, uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> skin of a hot dog. <laughs> skin of a hot dog with a blonde wig on. <laughs> yeah, he oh, seriously boy. just looks. Uh, what a weird looking guy. Um, I know. But uh, and he, but he's really popular, and so this Mickey Rourke character, he. But then you know, obviously, he gets older and he falls out, and it's kind of at what point do you stop? And it shows him as an older guy in like his late forties, maybe early fifties, and he's still he's still going to down to you know whatever the American. League Legion or any any place that is willing to have these have these shows and he's still going down there and wrestling on the weekends and making money from it and he's just destroying his body in the in the effort to um in the effort to keep this thing alive and it's it's a really fascinating story and the, but that's much more into the into the life of somebody that is a wrestler now <laughs> the people that go and watch these things I honestly would be willing to go to a match because I just have no idea or understanding of why it's it so be, entertaining. I don't even care about watching the show. It would be more of people watching for me. Yeah, it would. Like, it I want to like, I would almost want to like interview people and be like, so what do you, what are you? <laughs> why do you, <laughs> what do you like <laughs> this though? <laughs> what are you? Why are you? <laughs> what are you doing? What and why? What and why? But I mean, hey, you know, you you can find value in just about anything, I guess. And I don't know, man. It's it's a weird hey, sport, though. Hey, The Rock is, uh, you know, last year's highest grossing actor. Um, Jesse Ventura became, <laughs> what, governor? Yeah, yeah, he's the governor of, governor of what was that, Minnesota? Minnesota? Or, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. 
hey, these guys do things, I guess. it's uh, Yeah, no, you can be very successful later on in life, apparently. See, my a- thing is Ronda Rousey, she, like, I, I, I've only seen one of her UFC fights, and uh, I was really on board with, like, watching her. She was kind of like a Conor McGregor-esque that, like, one of those fighters that actually drew me in away from basketball because I'm just always just complete basketball. Anytime there's somebody that's really crazy in another sport, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to watch that. Um, and Ronda Rousey was awesome. And now she is switched over to the WWE and uh, she's doing that now. And I'm like, well, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Sounds pretty Ronda you know? lousy to me. Oh, <laughs> no, that's well, lame, man. That sucks. It's very lame. That's a bummer. Yeah. I don't know, man. We should... Hey, if you're listening to this and you're into that stuff, we'll interview you. We'd love to pick your brain. I would love to have you on and love talk to talk to you about, to you about why, why it is... Why people like that Why stuff. are you the way that you are? <laughs> why are you... <laughs> why do you... Have, I hate so much the things the that you choose yeah, to be. <laughs> yeah. I hate so much the things that you choose to be. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's one of those things, though, where you watch those old videos and you see The Rock come in and he does that, like, the side, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the eyebrow, eyebrow thing. And people are just in their chairs, like, <laughs> just oh losing gosh. their minds. And it's like, why? He's just going to walk down there and, like, hit this dude with a chair. And I don't know. I mean, it does take skill to to do that stuff and not get hurt because they are performing, like, real stunts. And it is and it is very difficult. But it's just strange. You know, it's just a strange thing. And It's like, like the circus, kind of. True story, man. It's like, okay, you know, you go and you're just like, all right, well. It's just a show. I went to the circus the other day here. and um, You went to the circus the other day? Yeah, the circus <laughs> was in town, so we took uh, Jerrica, our niece. Um, and no, I didn't expect that. <laughs> no, I really did. And That's like, awesome. It was, there was a lot of fun acts, and it was cool, but there was like this clown, and dude, he literally went out and just blew up a balloon, and then he would blow it up a little bit and then yell at the crowd and go, bigger. And then everybody would cheer. And then he would blow it up a little bit more and then yell, bigger. And everybody would cheer. And he just blew it up till it popped. And then everybody went, oh, and he just like left. Oh, seriously, just- that was one of the acts. I was like, what? You just went out and blew up a balloon. It's like, so I can just see that in the meeting. They're like, what should we do? And then like Spanky will go out and uh, I don't know, blow up a balloon or something. The kids will love it. He's like, no, no, I got you. I know exactly what to do. Gosh, man, it was, oh, it was crazy. And I don't mean to sound judgmental, but go to the circus in Billings, Montana and oh, talk about a large group of people that I don't want to be around. It's just, oh man. It's nuts. (laughs) Hey, 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 I felt like the elephant in the room. No, um, hey, but, Dumbo. Yeah, uh, but it was yeah, it was it was fun. Though. It was cool, cute little experience. But yeah, man, I yeah, I agree. WWE, what a weird thing. It's just fascinating. <laughs> what a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's it for me, man. If that's what you're into, though, have at it. Go yeah, at exactly. it, WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying, yeah, you know, we're all into weird stuff, I guess. Um, I'm just going to stop right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know. I feel like I'm into pretty normal stuff. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I can back up everything that I'm into. I don't have to explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I actually, another thing, this is just, I mean, just to keep going, whatever. Um, NASCAR, I was watching an episode of something and this guy was mm. talking about NASCAR and I've always been like, man, what is the point of NASCAR? Or like, and dad really likes indie racing and all that stuff. And I just, I'm not really that into it, but, uh, he was talking about all of, you know, the skill that it takes to change the tires and, and do everything that goes into maintaining that vehicle and that, in that very slim amount of time and like 15 seconds to, you know, repair a car that needs to be repaired in that small amount of time. That's what it's all about. That's the game. You know, yeah. it's not so yeah. much about the driving around in circles. I mean, that's a huge part of it, and it takes a lot of skill as a driver. But the pit crew is really like where that yeah, sport no, becomes it. amazing. Um, so that I, I honestly was like, man, I should actually just sit down and watch one of those it's sometime because that is that is really really cool. Well, it's really you know what you know what changes your your thoughts and your views on that is actually going to a race live. Like right. I. I, I remember growing up, dad used to say, hey, you know, come watch the indie race or whatever. And I'd say it's a waste of gas, you know. Right. Um, kind of is. And uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he took uh, um, him and mom took Leanna and I to the Fontana indie race out here. And it completely changed my mind on all of it. Just seeing it live. It's a, you know, Speed Racer is my favorite movie. And so um you go and you see, I mean, they're just, they're driving so fast and, uh, seeing the pit crew, seeing all that going through the little, whatever it is, the little alleyway or whatever, where there, you can go and look at all the cars and stuff. It's a really good time. And it kind of, kind of changes your perspectives on the sport. On the other hand though, I don't think the same thing would happen at a WWE <laughs> match. I don't think I would go and go, you know what? I've been wrong about this my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to change my mind on that, but I will try to find the value in it and respect anybody that pays attention to it. So sure. Amen. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to do our review of a quiet place. Danny, why don't you start us off? I'm just kidding. You speak fully volume, but okay. I'm like, are we doing the whole? Thing? <laughs> we're, we're doing the whole thing like this. We're doing the whole thing like this. <laughs> yeah, we didn't discuss this before the podcast. <laughs> you get so mad at me too. You're like, dude, why'd you talk? Um, okay, yeah, okay. So I'll start. So just like some general thoughts on a quiet place. Um, let me preface this by saying uh, I love John Krasinski, and I think that. Um, anything that I see him in, I'm going to be comfortable watching him on screen. Uh, that being said, I think this movie to me, uh, just would have been better as like a sci-fi channel movie. Maybe it just like, it's one of those movies that just didn't, it just really didn't work for me. It was a really cool idea. And, uh, I mean, watching it at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm into this. But I think I just expected a completely different thing. Everything just didn't really make sense to me. There was a much easier way to get around certain things. I think the directing was fine and like the kids were fine. Um, the acting was fine. And I also can understand if somebody liked this movie a lot, like maybe I can see where they're coming from because I've heard both points of views now. Um, after watching it, I've heard of people that just really loved it and, uh, you know, thought it was great. I've also heard people that hated it. I wouldn't say I hated it. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to see it again, 
but uh, it was a cool idea. It just didn't really work for me. I think that's probably my general thoughts on it. I don't know. Oh, I'm so disappointed that you didn't like it. Gosh, that's heartbreaking. I loved it. Oh, okay. I loved this movie. I saw it twice. I had an absolute blast. God, you saw this movie twice. I can't even believe that. Yeah, well, I had somebody that hadn't seen it, uh, like, literally the next night. They asked me to go, and I was like, yeah, I'll go to it again. Whatever. I got movie Movie pass. It's like, whatever. Um, Yeah, yeah, man, I don't know. That's that's really surprising. Uh, John Krasinski, in his directorial debut, uh, takes the idea of, I think that they're supposed to be aliens that come to Earth, and they are blind, but they just can, they you know, have pretty much sonar or whatever, and they can hear very well. And so it puts you in this, it puts you in this universe where if you make a sound, you die. Like it's such a good premise. Um, and this movie was, I don't know. I don't want to drop the word like perfect in in a lot of ways, but I definitely was not perfect. I really in in my mind. I don't think that there has been a better movie, at least this year. I, I loved this movie. Like it's so oh my good. Gosh. It's so good to me, man. Like it's an amazing movie. It's so simple. It didn't have any grander expectations than to just be this simple little family story about people in a ridiculous situation and how they would adapt and figure out what to do if this were to really happen. Um, and so I, I loved it, man. I had an absolute blast. I thought that I thought Krasinski was great. I think it probably helped a lot that he didn't have to talk much because I think that he does he does those the facial expressions really well. You see that a lot in the office. So his silent acting is really great. Emily blunt was unreal loved her every See, step I of actually, the way i did not like emily blunt i just could not hop onto her performance like the entire way through i mean i thought she was fine um god especially the last scene we don't have to get into it but like the very last little thing i was just like yeah i'm done with this <laughs> yeah i just don't get it i don't get how you didn't like it I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, it's weird to me. Um, yeah, it just uh, yeah. I def I completely disagree. I think that um, wh- when you want to get into the stuff, <laughs> like, can we start talking about like? Should we go full spoilers already? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's pretty, I think that that's, it's, it's a very, in my, okay, in my opinion, it's a very good movie. I think that John Krasinski has needed a hit for a while. He's been kind of, he's been choosing, uh, choosing projects that probably should have been good, but they just don't end up being good yeah, for some reason. Hours. Um, so he needed a hit. And I think that this being his first directorial debut was fantastic. And I know that he, he has stated that he isn't like a big horror film guy like he's not a big fan of scary movies um but then he found this script and he thought the idea was really interesting and wanted to go for it and so he did that and then he had somebody already lined up to play his wife in it um and then emily brunt emily blunt read the script and she made him fire that person and play it with him yeah so it's kind of a funny story but i think it was awesome that they got to work together and he said that um i was watching some interviews with those two and they were just kind of like fell in love with each other like watching each other work because they'd never worked together before and so her seeing him direct was obviously like a really cool experience but him watching her act because she has some very very difficult scenes in this film um that are very emotionally 
impactive and, and her trying to work through that were really, it was really cool for him to see his wife go through that and how she, how she behaves in like the professional atmosphere. Um, so I really, I really liked those two, the dynamic that they created, but, um, I just, I just liked the, the whole movie. I thought it was well directed. I thought that it was just the right amount of scary. There were so many jump scares, but it didn't, it didn't, try to be anything more than it was. And it was just a nice family story. Um, and also it's kind of this sci-fi flick slash horror film. And in a world where the paranormal and the ghost films and the witch stuff and the demon, you know, all this weird, like, you know, all, all of those scary films that are out now, um, they're oversaturating the market. And so this kind of comes out and it's something fresh. There's, there's this weird element where you have to be quiet and it's kind of a sci-fi thing. And I think that what it does, and like, I feel like my entire thesis statement is kind of like a little bit, it's more like I have to argue it now because I didn't realize that you weren't going to like this movie. Um, but I think that this movie strives to be a good story about characters and it strives to be a good movie and it's not just a good scary movie. It's not like, you know, like the, the death days or the, um, paranormal activities where their main goal is to scare people. Like that's the point of the movie. This isn't so much about that. It's more of like a signs in my opinion, where the focus is on the characters and the relationships between those characters. Uh, there's a lot of scares on the way and some crazy stuff happens, but it's so much more about the characters. So, uh, yeah, I really, I really loved it. And I think that's about all I wanted to say for general thoughts. So we can get into more. Go ahead. Well, I think that, uh, I, I really liked especially at the beginning, man, the beginning of this movie, them going through the thing, getting into it. And then the little boy scene that blew my mind. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is sick. And also the transitioning between the girl who's deaf and the sound of everybody else. Right. Yeah. That was very seamless. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I think where it lost me was just, um, like the general storytelling of it. And, uh, just like the ideas that they chose to use, especially it lost me about midway through um, the father and son go on the hike. And I liked that stuff. The old guy was, uh, it was so weird to look at that guy. Like I, I liked that scene. Um, it just lost me at the end, like the entire ending of it. Uh, just really lost me. Like the, the whole, I mean, I'll get into all that, but um, I also, I was really conflicted with the music. I feel like if they would have just, I don't know, maybe just kept it quiet the entire time, I think it would have served it better because every single time something was about to happen, the music starts going and does this thing. And it happened probably 50 times in the film. And especially in the end, they just kept hammering it on. It would go quiet. And then the same score, quiet then the same score, quiet, then the same score, and just kind of just punching you with it. And it was really distracting me. I was just like, man, and you know, things just kind of kept happening to them, which I understood. But uh, it really just, uh, I don't know. And like a, a bunch of my friends loved it. And, you know, a few of my friends hated it. Uh, I, and like I said before, I don't think that I'm, I would go so far to say that I hate it because I think that John Krasinski, uh, John Krasinski did a great job. I love his acting. I think the little child, the little boy actor, I think he was great. Um, I didn't necessarily like the, the, uh, the hearing 
impaired girls. Um, I didn't like her story so much. I thought her her acting was fine. I just didn't so much like the motives of everything because it kind of didn't make sense to me down the road. Um, and Emily Blunt, I think during like her her crunch time scenes was really good, but um, I just kind of just wasn't really feeling her. I think I just wasn't really feeling her in that role. I think maybe this film would have been better served with whoever else was supposed to be in it. Not to say that she's not a great actress, and I'm sure her and John Krasinski had a great time filming it because they're husband and wife and stuff, but I think I would have rather seen somebody else. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought she was fantastic. I loved her in it. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, so the beginning of the film though, um, what'd you think about, so this, we're on full spoilers now, so don't Uh listen any further because there's pretty much something that happens like immediately right off the bat that it kind of set the tone for the rest of the film, um, which I loved. So at the beginning when that little kid, uh, grabs it's it's like it just starts out so awesome that kid like almost drops that rocket ship and the little deaf girl grabs it and catches it and it's like oh my gosh you almost just killed everybody like in a second you know and then he gets in trouble puts the batteries on the side and then the daughter gives back the rocket but takes the battery you know leaves the batteries and then the little kid grabs the batteries and you're like oh no this is gonna be bad what's gonna happen here and that's in the trailers like you know that that's coming you know that this scene where john krasinski is running towards his son as he has this loud thing is going on like that's that's all that's all Actually, gonna happen i didn't even see the trailer really so i didn't even know that was gonna happen oh was right on yeah shock i was like wow yeah so yeah so i knew that was gonna happen but then the little kid just gets just taken annihilated right before then not even like two minutes before then or probably like a minute before then i i lean over to liana and whisper to her i go god that little kid's so cute (laughs) (laughs) and then that happened and i lean over to her and i go well i guess the cute little kid's dead (laughs) he just gets horribly taken oh my god and that's like that scene was so amazing to me like the way that the way that krasinski set that up so that it's from um, I should I should figure out that little girl's name because I don't want to just keep saying the little girl. Um, the way that it goes from her perspective, and I you know I appreciate what you said about how it kept switching from completely quiet to then you can hear the sound going around from whenever it's her perspective. It's just dead silent. Um, her name is uh, Millicent Simmons, and the character's name is Reagan. Um, but so when Reagan sees. Cause that sound goes off and you can see John Krasinski reacting to what just happened. And that look on his face of this is just a normal walk. And then, Oh my gosh, like this is horrible. Something horrible is about to happen. Right. And so then he starts sprinting back and just watching that, that whole scene, uh, develop from her perspective was incredible because it's just, there's no sound and you can just see the reaction of Emily Blunt. And I love that her, I love her reaction of just like, she just covers her mouth and starts crying because there's nothing she, she knows, can do. She, yeah, there's she knows her nothing son's dead. she can do. Yeah. And then Krasinski just booking it and he doesn't quite get there. And I thought that, I thought that was the best way to start the film because you need to, first of all, 
they set that up so that the rest of the movie is this family trying to repair themselves because they just lost their son uh, from something stupid that they all they all equally contributed to that. You know, every single one of them could have done something to prevent that from happening besides maybe the son because he um, was sick and he was being carried anyway. Uh, maybe he could have manned up and not had to have be carried back. Um, no. <laughs> but uh, like everybody could have done something to prevent that from happening. So the rest of the movie is them trying to repair themselves as a family because they are so broken from losing that fifth member. Um, but also it, it gets you into the feeling of the movie and understanding what those creatures are. And it never explains if they're aliens or whatever they are. And it doesn't yeah, matter. You never see that's anything the, like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love that because that's just, it's just not the point of the movie. You know, it, it, it gets you into that universe. And that's like, that's a big part of sci-fi movies is just explaining what it is, what we're running from, what's the point of this movie? Make it you simple. You have to have the, make 30 it quick. Minute, the 30 minute setup of like, this is when Earth was attacked and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's set up. But this one's just like leaving you blank. You're like, okay, that thing is scary. Yeah. <laughs> and know? it does it, it does it in it such a simple way. So, you know, kid lights off a rocket or a kid, you know, turns on a rocket, makes a lot of noise. Creature comes, eats the heck out of him. And it's like, okay, so you make a noise about that loud, you die like instantly. Get it. Sounds good. Creatures have taken over earth and that's about it. So I loved, I loved the setup on that. I thought that that was just such a great way to start off the movie. And from that point forward, you're like on the edge of your seat, aren't able to relax at all because it is so freaking tense and it only calms down for like a few small parts in the movie and See, then, I was gonna say it actually maybe it calmed down for a little bit too long for me I was kind of expecting it just to be like on your seat the entire time but when they get back to the house and they're kind of setting it up I remember thinking about how long I was into the movie and thinking that it was an hour and a half movie like I I, I knew the runtime of this thing and I was like we're probably about 40 minutes in and nothing's really happened since that little boy until like the hike i know they knocked over the lamp and right. like that was scary or whatever but and then the raccoon just gets smashed <laughs> yeah um so great but yeah i think i i actually got a little bit bored there in the middle just kind of like okay cool yeah i was feeling just a little bit a little bit bored but then it picked up it definitely picks up there's a lot of jump scares in it that's for sure Right, right. No, yeah, there's a ton of jump scares. And they really, like, that's, I mean, I think that's the thing, is that this movie's not so much, I mean, given it was scary, you know, there's a lot of scary things that happen, but it's not a movie that you're scared after you leave the theater. You know what I mean? It's, it's I just, see, in the did moment. You like, did you was, like District 9 a lot? Yeah, love District 9. So, I actually compared this to District 9 last night, um, because, uh, I want to say like visceral. That's the feeling that I get of like when like the fingernail scene in district nine, like right. how uncomfortable that makes you. Uh, that's how I felt looking at the monster in this. And it was so uncomfortable that it like, I think some people can handle it and some people can't. And I'm one of the people that just like kind of raises my hand and I'm like, yeah, that's too gross. <laughs> like, it's too much yeah. for me. I can't look at that. Like, right. I had to look away. That's why I'll never watch this thing again either, because I don't, 
I don't want to see that thing again. It was too gross. It's not that it was too like frightening, but it was just too like Stranger Things is almost pushing the boundaries of like me as a human being being comfortable looking at something, you know? Um, I can look at like bad guy humans all day, but like that thing's face and head like separating and stuff. Right. It, it's one of those things. Uh, how do I? Okay. So like, uh, I know there's these things in the world that people have, like people are, they have very like uncomfortable things that they just can't get around. Mine is like, like octopuses, like their tentacles, you know, all the little holes on their tentacles. Right. I have like a really hard time looking at that for some reason. Like it just hurts me <laughs> kind of like to look at. And so in that monster last night in that movie was right along those lines for me where I was like, every time I'd look at it, I'd just be like, oh my God, like, like almost like nauseous, you know, like I can't look at that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so that kind of sucks for me as the viewer watching it. Cause I'm like, I wanted to like what that thing looked like, but I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was just too much. It was too much for me. Especially <laughs> in the end. I was just like, eh. The aesthetic of the uh the creature was just a little bit yeah. too slimy and icky for little the digs. Too icky for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well that's something interesting to bring up though. Um, because we can get back to the characters, but like what do you what do you think about this? Because this is I think that this is a rather like brilliant idea for a movie. You know, it's a movie where if you make sound, you die. You know what I mean? And so having a society in which people just have to be as absolutely quiet as possible, it brings up a lot of questions of what you would do. How would you how would you figure that out? And there's that scene at the beginning where he lights the fire and you see the fires all around. And I was talking to the friend afterwards and we were like, well, why wouldn't they go why wouldn't he go talk to other people? And like, why aren't they living in a community? And then it, and then you think to yourself, oh, well, the more people you have, the more sound you're going to make. So you would completely isolate yourself. For him, he'd be like, no, I'm just going to watch out for my family. Like, I don't need exactly. you guys. The, I don't see, want you the more you in people that you meet, the less trust you have. You yeah. Know? The more people that are around you, the less, you know, there's, there's a, a higher risk of somebody being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and just killing everyone. You know. Yeah, it's well if you make if you, somebody is just an idiot and they make too much noise, then something bad's gonna happen. And even this family, I mean, they they did stuff that was just like, oh, gotta be more aware of your surroundings. But I mean, things happen, you know. And that was and that was another big part of it that, um, you know, it's like when that kid knocks over the uh, he he knocks over the um the lamp or the lamp, it is. yeah, the lantern, yeah. Uh, and it shatters. It is so loud, like in the theater, man. It just, oh my gosh, it's just horrifying how loud it is. And then it but imagine, makes, but imagine in real life, like how loud that actually was. But even that sound is loud enough to draw one of those things, you know, like in real I life. Know. Well, and especially if out. you are, you know, and it's like in, you're in this environment where you are so quiet, a lamp hitting the ground would sound that loud. So I feel yeah. like they did, they did embellish how loud things were, but it makes sense because if you were in that situation, that lamp would have sounded just like the loud, like a bomb going off. Cause you're like, yeah. Oh no. And it did draw one of those things. And it, it did. Yeah. 
they, you know? It's like that thing didn't know exactly where it came from. It just heard a noise, but then it was kind of in the area. Because I think that was the point, right, is that the raccoons were spooked by that thing. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. then that thing kind of was triggered, and it heard the raccoon or whatever and stomped it on the ground. And so then they were closer to the farm in general because they could they heard some noise going on over there. But, um, yeah, it makes me just wonder so much about those creatures. Like, where'd they come from, you know? Did they come from underground, or did they – are they aliens? Is that what we're supposed to believe, that they're aliens? I think I immediately go aliens. I think so, but. too. And I think that that's what Krasinski actually has said. I think that he said that they're aliens, but it's not like you it's explained. You never know. I mean, since it's not explained, it leaves you to be like, could have been like a man-made experiment gone wrong or something like that. Like, you just yeah. don't – you don't really know. I love the newspaper headlines, too. You know, it's sound just so – like, so – like, the front page is just yeah. bold letters. It's yeah. sound. And it's like, gosh – I can't imagine what that would have looked like when that was all going down. Like the first person to just get nabbed well, by one, one of those, those things. things. Like, it's one of those ideas like Cloverfield that happens and you just want to see the world expanded, albeit paradox was terrible, but right. Um, you just kind of want to see, because uh, even though I had problems with, with this movie, just that I like wasn't all about, I would like to see what happened in New York. You know, I would like right, to see right. what happened in Los Angeles. Like seeing those things rip people apart, <laughs> you know, even though I don't want to look at those things full, you know, you know, right, right up close, like uh, seeing what actually was happening in the entire world. And is this thing global? Is it just like, you know, there's a lot of questions that it leaves you with. And you're trying to understand all this while you're watching an hour and a half movie. just like. Okay. <laughs> right, right. What is this, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it'd be super interesting to see how it all began and all, and all of that stuff. Um, and I thought that, the, I mean, you said it's icky, but I thought the character design was really was really great on the, uh, on the monsters. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, the arachnids from uh, Starship Troopers. It kind of had that feel, like the walking on the haunches type thing. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit of a... Uh, stranger things or um whatever but i mean i compared it to signs i think this movie is like really really similar to signs in a lot of ways um but i did i did enjoy the uh the creature design and gosh this movie is so similar to signs it is it's such a similar movie to signs man like the ending and like discovering what its weakness is and then they take one of them out then Mm -hmm. it's kind of like everybody figures it out and that's, that's and that's funny. why, in my opinion, this movie is successful as a as a scary movie, and that's why I like what John Krasinski did, is because that's what M Night Shyamalan used to do with his movies. Is you know, The Sixth Sense isn't a movie about a kid seeing dead people; it's about Bruce Willis discovering that he's dead. Spoiler alert! You know what I mean? Yeah. And Signs isn't about aliens coming and attacking Earth; it's about uh, Mel Gibson coming to terms with the fact that his wife is dead and refinding his faith and being the person in his family that his kids can look up to and being a leader within his family and that family being broken and repairing themselves a little bit. And that's very much what this movie's about. It's not about mm-hmm. aliens that can hear or that are blind and that can, so you have to be quiet and they can hear you. It's not about the aliens. It's about the fact that this family lost a child and they're trying to repair themselves. Uh-huh. So like that's, and I think that that's where it's a character centered movie and that's why it's successful is, is because that comes first and the scary stuff comes second. So I think that, I think that that's why it works so much for me. Um, but I did like a lot of people had problems with the, um, 
with the weakness, like the frequency thing. Um, I know that a lot of people are like, wouldn't anybody have tried that out? And it's like, See, well, that's yeah. that, that, that honestly was like one of my biggest things It's just like, okay, so you have this thing that it's only can hear sound. It's only affected by sound. Well, what do you do when a dog is being bad? You blow the little whistle and it goes away. Like, I feel like that's just something that probably would have been thought of. And it's like, they made it seem like in the movie that she had just discovered the biggest thing in the world and blah, blah, blah. And also the way that they went about it throughout the film, like she did it to the aliens. So you're immediately like, okay, that's what affects them. It's the sound frequency. Then she did it like a few more times. And then like, even at the end when like she had figured it out, like she still hadn't figured it out. And then she finally figures it out. And I was just like, gosh, can we just get to this thing? already it was just like i I don't know i I really didn't like that i feel like it was one of those ideas that like like that's like the first thing people would try if they're only affected by sound then let's mess with them with sound you know what i mean yeah i mean i get it i understand and i completely agree because i did i did have those reservations after i watched the movie i was like "Mm, i feel like that wasn't wasn't like solid you know there there could have been a little bit more there but at the same time um and I've said this numerous times before, but when you're in a scary movie, people don't know that they're in a scary movie. So they're acting as human beings trying to adapt to this situation. And so the first time that that little girl has that happen, she has her back to the monster anyway, and she doesn't even know it's there. And then I think she uses it once more when they're in that silo. And then maybe when Krasinski's about to die, she uses it in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's when she figures it out. Um, and so maybe they, yeah, maybe (laughs) you're killing father Larry. Um, (laughs) but uh, maybe, maybe they, they, they might've had, they could have had one one left out for her to actually make the connection. So they might've touched on it a little bit too much. Yeah, Cause she does it again down in the basement and then she, kind of holds off again and then she makes the realization and it's like come on can you just get there well i mean you know it probably and she's also like she can't she's deaf and so she's having a difficult time like a more difficult time than anybody else trying to figure out what's going on because she can't hear that thing struggling um but I, i don't know and also just another another minor point is um I know that they said they're like 460 days in and a lot of the, you know, it's like, wouldn't anybody have tried that frequency? But I think that something about this movie that you kind of just have to buy into the world that they've set up and that these things are so adversarial and they are freaking so powerful that you die immediately when that thing shows up, you know, it's like those things show up and you're, and you're gone pretty quick because if you make a noise, you're just, you're done. And so I think you just kind of have to buy into the fact that those things came in and they quickly killed a lot of people and people are so freaking afraid of making any noise that it's not like you're willing to experiment, you know, you're like, well, let's try this. And you're like, no, let's not try anything because I don't want to die. You know what I mean? So I think that, I think it would be interesting to see like the military side of things and see what people are doing, because I'm sure there are pockets of the world that are actually like holding their own or fighting against these things or I I don't know. But then also, you know, he was trying to make contact with other people and it seems like everybody's been pretty much wiped out. It's like, geez, these things, I mean, 
I feel like for the entire world to get wiped out by these things, there has to be a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a lot, like the Arachnids. Like there mm-hmm. has to be just millions of these things. Because, I mean, if there's only <laughs> you know even like three thousand of these things on Earth, I think they'd get wiped out pretty quick. If she could just shoot that thing in the face with a shotgun and kill it. I mean, but also they have that armor like that was, you know, it says like uh, it says creatures um, uh, can't see or they're blind. They hear armor. What is their weakness? So I think it's it's established pretty early on that like their armor is freaking awesome. And the only think reason their armor could like fend off. I don't know. I Hey, I have no idea. Rockets. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, See, I think I think uh, one one thing about this movie is maybe for me it was a little too simple. You know what I mean? It's it's so simple that I have questions and problems with everything. You right, know, right? It's so simple that the whole time I was watching, I was like, "Well, they could have just done that," or "Wait, well, why aren't they just doing that?" Right. Well, then why is that? So I think I just had problems with the whole thing throughout it just because it was so like, okay, like so yeah. like vague, you know, about everything. Um, jumping forward to like, like one of my biggest problems, and I, I want to see if you can explain this to me because like, okay, starting with like the opening scene, the little boy does the, the rocket thing, right? And he makes that sound. I mean, he has like, what, four seconds? probably before that thing gets there can't he just like jump a full body length forward the, or something the kid could have but he didn't but that's see that's my problem with like the john krasinski ending is like first of all i mean do, is it okay that i talk about that already like jumping yeah i mean forward? we're in full spoilers if, if you um, haven't you know if you're listening first to of this all, and- yeah. Like he drops the axe to make the noise. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just like stamp the axe on the ground to make the noise and then scream and then at least have an axe to like just try? You're going to die probably, but just like, I don't know. Just try to do that. And once you scream, he had like a solid two seconds before, two, three seconds before that thing, you know, went his way and it's blind. So like you scream just jump like three feet to the left. And then <laughs> is it, I don't know. Like, would it, is it that like crazy, you know, are sensors that crazy to where it's like going to know exactly where he is? Um, I didn't really understand that. It seemed like everybody that made noise, like that old guy was just like, ah, and then he just stood still and the thing got him and the little well, boy just stood still and got him. And John Krasinski just went, ah, and then it just stood still and it got him. And I'm like, well, why don't you guys just move? And he saves the kids and then he's still alive and he can try to make more noise and dodge this thing until he dies probably. But like, right. well, I, I mean, just didn't, I know it was like a sacrificial scene and that's the big one of the movie, but I was yeah. like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's I think that that's way more about like the gesture of him sacrificing himself for his children. And there's he could have done something different. But I mean, and this is this is something about those creatures, too, that I think um, I think that you have to like there's there's so much in this movie that you kind of just have to go along with. But I got the vibe from the creatures that 
yeah, the closer in proximity they are to you, the more they can hear. And so they that thing's at the truck, and if he drops the axe, then it's clued in, there's movement over there. And so if he yells and then he stepped aside, that thing is still going to go over there and be like, he's right around here. And it, it would find you pretty quick. You know, when Emily blunts down in the basement with that thing by herself, like she's barely making any noise moving. And it's, it's very apparent that if she had, you know, one step out of line and you're done, you're going to get killed. Um, so, I mean, I think you kind of have to just, and I think that that's a big, a big part in this movie. And maybe that just didn't work as well for you. Um, because you just had way many, way more questions in your mind about the world and how it, how it operates. Um, I went into it and a lot of the stuff that they established, I wasn't trying to like nitpick anything. And I just was like, cool, I'll go along with that. Sure. I'm in. You know, it was it was simple enough that and the world was solid enough that I was I was down to go along with it and just take it at face value. And I think that that's I think that's where a lot of people get into problems with scary movies is that you focus so much on what people should or could have done. But in this in those scenarios, you know, is John Krasinski thinking oh my gosh, my kids are there. So I'm going to stand right here and then I'm going to yell and then I'll jump three steps to the left and then it's going to go me and I'm going to step three steps to the left. It's just, no, I'm just going to scream and let that thing eat the hell out of me while my kids are getting away. You know, this is just a self-sacrifice moment. So that's, that's what I got out of it. And I kind of want to go back into that, but I feel like we should at least touch on some of the stuff that happens before that big moment in the movie. Um, so what did you think about, um, I, I really like the relationship between John Krasinski and his daughter, Reagan, because she thinks that he blames her for the death of the younger son, because it kind of was her fault. Let's just be honest. But, you know, she's a kid. She made a mistake. She gave her little brother a rocket and it's, you know, what are you going to do? Um, uh-huh. So she feels responsible and she carries guilt for it. And she thinks that her dad kind of blames her, which let's just be honest. He does, you know, Uh he does blame her a little bit, but there's nothing, there's nothing that they can do about that. And it's, it's kind of like what he said. It's nobody's fault. You know, it's the situation. It's those creatures that are at fault. Like they shouldn't, that little kid shouldn't have been in that scenario where he would get killed for lighting up a rocket ship. Um, and so I really like the relationship all the way up until the end that, that, moment where he he says that stuff right before he's about to go like signing to her i thought that that was like a beautiful moment and kind of you know it's it's his last moment but he's able to he's able to kind of reconcile with his daughter and she knows that daddy loves you <laughs> you know just daddy like loves you. just kind of that, that that reconciliation between those two characters and i and i felt like I feel like they were so at odds and probably have been for the entire time since that kid has died. And I'd be curious to see what, what their relationship looked like, like immediately after the son's death. Um, but I thought the, I thought that those two characters were really good. It seems like, um, and I, he did, he did a good job and, and worked hard. Um, so any, any thoughts on, on those two? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought she was, I thought she was good. She was a good little actor, uh, or actress. Um, I just, I don't even know. I just really wasn't about it enough, especially after she had the mic on and then she turned it off. Um, because she could have like killed it in that moment or at least like sent it away, but then she turned it off. 
And that's why he kind of had to do that. So it's like she killed her dad too. (laughs) 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 I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I felt bad for her and she did that. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it was it was a beautiful thing. I think a sacrifice is always a beautiful thing. And like I said, with John Krasinski, it doesn't get much better than that guy. So mm-hmm. I just I love watching him on screen. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was good. It was a good good story between those two. And I sure. also I like. Well, I, like- oh, I think, and I think that that also sets up the. It sets up the world very well. Very well, too, is that she was born deaf. And so that family has already acclimated to the situation way before anybody else that they know ASL, like they know American sign language and they're able to communicate with each other without speaking. So there's probably a lot of people that were really unsuccessful and died because they just could not communicate with each other without speaking. And how quickly can you learn an entire language? You know, like Mm -hmm. ASL is really difficult. Like that would be so difficult for me to try to pick that up. Um, So I thought that that was a really good point in the movie uh, to have one of the, one of the children be deaf and have that be a whole plot point is, and that's why that family was so successful. Um, so that was good. What did you think about the, the pregnancy though? The fact that Emily Blunt was, was pregnant. I feel like, I feel like that's, that's one of those things that I, I read some, a lot of stuff on, you know, Reddit, obviously people are like, why would you get pregnant? And like in that situation, that's so stupid. And it's well, like, it's not like you ever plan a pregnancy. Exactly. It's like, you know, things happen. These two <laughs> people love each other. You know, they were dancing downstairs. You saw they almost got carried away there. Yeah. <laughs> you can see how it happened. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was. It was a good, it was a good point and it made for a very uncomfortable scene. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the whole, uh, Marv stepping on the nail thing was just awful as oh, well. Oh my gosh, man. Um, she, she really was home alone. <laughs> you know, <it laughs> yeah, was, yeah. It was, uh, it was not good. And so that seriously, that whole scene was just the most uncomfortable I could possibly be. I think she was super smart to set that timer. Um, but yeah, I think the pregnancy thing was, was uh, I think it worked for the movie. I think it definitely worked for the movie. Well, and, you know, it comes out and it's a boy and that kind of brings up them losing a boy and they kind of have that little discussion um, of, you know, don't lose, don't lose the other kids. Um, and so, yeah, it was... Uh, I think it worked for the movie. It was just so uncomfortable, so yeah. unbearably uncomfortable to where I was just like, oh my gosh, like, are you, that is the worst. We already talked about it when we talked about this movie, like that is the absolute worst possible situation to be in. If you're trying not to make noise. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, y- you may be able to get through it. I doubt it. Right. Without making noise, but that baby is not coming out quiet. You no, know what I mean? no. Um, and so, and that's the quietest yeah. baby in the world, though. I mean, that oh, definitely that at the ending, I was like, I don't know, guys, that baby is being way too quiet right now. Like, yeah, and I think, I mean, but it's fine. I'm not complaining. You know, it's like whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it worked for the movie, man. And that was the acting of Emily Blunt that I liked the most throughout the film was that scene in general. And I think that was kind of her scene. You know, like that whole her alone in the house running from that thing. I was fully on board 
Um, there was just a few scenes, like, I liked her opening shot, but, like, uh, I mean, she was, I don't know. I just, I think even with Looper and stuff, it's one of those things, it's like Charlize Theron for me. I just don't, I'm just not on board, really. And I don't know why, it's just, uh, I just, I'm not very on board. Like, I, I just don't. I'm not about the performance and it happens with a lot of, you know, guy actors as well. I just, I don't, I watch a movie and I'm like, I think we could have got somebody better than this. I'm not really believing you right now. Um, I don't know why, but I think she was great in that. Definitely. that. Do you scene, not like milkshakes or bacon and eggs, sunsets. Do you not like waking up fully so rested? Far, <laughs> So far, what are things that are objectively likable? <laughs> tentacles, <laughs> Charlie's Theron, and Emily Blunt so far. Let's keep going. Let's see. What else the Diggs I just hates? compare Emily Blunt to like a good meal. What's not to like? <laughs> What's not to like? You have hash browns, you got toast. <laughs> what are you complaining about? I mean, it's Heck, just... we don't need to make eggs. I know you don't like them. <laughs> it's just so funny that you're like not that into Emily Blunt because I feel like she's the most objectively likable actress there is. It's like just she's just know. so beautiful and such a good actress. I her performance was fantastic in this too. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. She eats all wrong know. the morning you entered. You wake up on the wrong side <laughs> of the bed. <laughs> I, uh, gosh, I just got my neck hurts. I just, I had a rough night, dude. There's something wrong with my shoulder when I went into this. I just, I don't know. I just had this pain <laughs> in my lower back <laughs> the whole time I was watching it. Just wanted to get out of there. Oh. See a chiropractor. <laughs> Um, uh, no, no, but she, I think that real quick, I want to talk about the pregnancy too. Cause I, okay. I just, I found it very interesting and it's also one of those things where this family has been fairly successful in surviving. And you know, the first, when their kid dies, it's like day 89 or something like that. And now they've made it almost a full year. Uh, it's like somewhere day 400 something. Um, and so at that point it's like, they've been pretty successful. You know, I don't think that they, it, you really have to create a situation that would cause things to, um, to go so far out of control that the ending of this movie is entertaining. And I think that they did that very well because, Oh my gosh. Okay. They're expecting a baby. What is that going to look like? How do you have a baby in this, in this world Mm -hmm. and in this climate? And okay. They're pretty prepared for the moment, but she goes into labor when he's gone so her water breaks and then she steps on a nail and it's just like, Oh my gosh, like things get so bad for her so quick. Mm-hmm. And then the situation of them coming back and having to try to figure out how to get out of this situation and sending the sun to do rockets. And so, okay. I liked, I liked the, the red light thing. I thought that was cool. Like the warning sign lights. Right. Yeah. No, cool. I thought that was great. He um, comes back, sees that he's like, Oh no. Yeah. And so I just think that they did a very good job of setting up a situation where like, you know, everything goes wrong, like everything that could possibly go wrong just goes wrong. And that's and that's why we're there. That's what we want to see in a movie. You know, it's like we want in in this kind of thing, like in this kind of situation, say she's pregnant. You're in this world. You got nine months to figure this thing out. Okay, uh, we're inside the final two weeks, kids. So I'm going to be leaving the house to go do stuff. If I leave, you have to stay with your mother. 
you have to stay with your mother. Right. If her water right. breaks, things are going to be awful. Right. He leaves and he takes the son. I'm like, yo, like there could be, you know, next month once she has this baby, take the son, show him the ropes, like mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Right. But you leave. And then the daughter is just lollygagging and walking on the bridge. It's like, we got to have a better plan than this. And then afterwards, when the whole thing does happen, the kids leave some, you know, there should, obviously he goes to the rockets thing and they're like, he should know to stay there. And it's like, why didn't he know to stay there? And same with like the, the, the little girl, she's just wandering around. I'm like, didn't you have some better plan than this? Like, can't you, I mean, this is like do or die. Everybody's going to die. Okay. There's a safe point. If we get separated, you go there, you stay there. I'll meet you there. Right. And it's like, I, I just didn't, I couldn't hop on board with all that. Cause I was like, are you kidding me? Like you guys didn't discuss this. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Like she, your mom's having a baby and she just stepped on a nail. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, that was like disappointing to me. I was like, I was a little heartbroken. Cause I was just like, man, well, it's 100% on that girl too. Like, I mean, obviously, well, and I think that a big thing is that it looked and like she the, killed on the, that. <laughs> you're killing your father, Larry. Um, <laughs> you want to kill your father, Larry? Um, I think that a big part of it is that they were like still a couple weeks out. Like, I think that they were like two, three weeks out from the due date. And so, yeah, they probably should have been more on it. But it also was like, oh, really? This is happening now? Like, this is, you know, premature for sure. Um, so that was, I mean, you know, but whatever whatever i did like the waterfall scene though i thought that was that was cute him See, having I the conversation that. with I his son that. and uh you know too. like do you blame her of course not you know it's nobody's fault that was probably that. that was probably one of my my favorite scenes in the movie well I it's so that. nice to hear the characters talk to each other I too know, it's just like, so just like you breathe oh. a sigh, sigh of relief um so and seriously eat dude eating snacks in this movie i got bunch of crunch didn't eat him no no didn't i said my cup i set the popcorn down i was like well it's just not gonna happen so <laughs> it's not it's so so quiet in the movie theater it's like oh man somebody brought a baby these. into my showing no <laughs> just, it actually it was quieter it was quieter than the baby that was in the movie <laughs> it didn't Maybe really make any sound i heard quieter. it a couple times at the beginning but it must have passed out or something because it was good but They're at first i was like them, are you yeah. kidding this is like the quietest movie you could possibly bring your baby to what are you doing it's just so stupid i, just, I don't think i think uh you know some people read the reviews or watch the trailers but i think a lot of people just go into this thing thinking it's going to be a normal movie and uh you know, you can bring the friends, you can bring all the snacks you want, and then you get in there, and, I mean, it is just, it is a different experience than you're ever going to have in a but, movie theater. And but how good sure. were your theaters? How good were the showings? Uh, mine was really, I mean, ours, we were lucky because it was basically just us. <laughs> like, Oh, nice. There's probably, there's probably, like, I don't know, eventually there probably ended up being, like, 10 or 15 other people in there or something. That right. spread out around the theater. But when we first got in there last night, we went to a ten fifteen showing at the Arc Light in Santa Monica and uh in Santa Monica. <laughs> and um it was it was completely empty when we got in there for the first like <laughs> five, ten minutes. We were just sitting in there. I went to the front of the theater and I was like dancing <laughs> like, <laughs> running and jumping and then like uh that is the most fun thing ever, by the way. When a movie theater's empty and you just get to go in there and run around and do people do that? Do you guys? 
Do you do that? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> anybody else do that? But uh, yeah, so our, ours, it was pretty empty. And we, it seemed like everybody, I mean, there was like a group of like high school girls, maybe like really young, like maybe like freshmen in high school that came in. And when <laughs> John Krasinski sacrificed himself, it gets really quiet. And I just hear... <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> there, like the whole row just crying. I was like, "Oh, I love it. That's so good. Great. Like, makes me laugh so hard." Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, I was like, "You guys are that into this right now. That's awesome." Yeah, you that's know, great. like, um, yeah. but where were we? <laughs> um. Oh, so like basically when everything, when everything goes wrong, um, I thought that I thought for the most part it worked, um, you know, her stepping on the nail and then the egg timer, it's kind of like, how do you, how do you figure out, how do you live through this scenario? It's like, you're probably just going to use fireworks and egg timers. That's how you, that's how you get out of this. You yeah, know? I know. It's like, and that was really smart, man. It was yeah, very no, it brilliant. Was. It was, it was really maybe, smart. maybe like a pre-planned thing having that thing there. Yeah, I'm but, sure that uh, they had all those kind of fail safes. So she did that, and I was like, nice. And that's like that's all the little things, like the the smart things that they did to like keep themselves safe, like the red lights, the lighting of the fire up on the silo, um, the the white. I think that they were dumping like was it flour or something that they sprinkled all the way, or maybe just salt or like sand of sand some or sort. something, yeah. you know, that all the way. So they know where to walk. And then when they hey, go into, there's, there's this idea though. Like what if, when these things come, if they come to the house, you have like a stereo system set up around the house that just blares like a super loud sound. Well, I thought that, but then, and I was thinking, yeah, that's going to work. Like that'll work once. And then, that thing's going to completely destroy that stereo system in like a second. You know what I mean? So you only, that's like the guns loaded once and once it's used, that's like the fireworks. That's like, that's like end of, you know, that's like last resort. And you got to think about, I mean, what, what is noisy to set up? You know, that's like, you couldn't build a house, (laughs) you know, like you can't hammer or anything. Like you just, there's so many noises that are just too loud. So it would be so difficult to do so many things like setting up a stereo. You'd be like, Oh gosh, this is heavy. What if I I drop it? So yeah. And you don't want to like plug it in and it's, you know, yeah, it's just, it's all about something. It's all about avoiding um, something that could cause a complication later on. Um, but yeah, I thought that I thought that Emily Blunt, all that was that was pretty good. And then when she actually is giving birth, that was crazy, dude. Oh my like gosh. that was horrible. Oh yeah, in the house though, when the daughter is going up there earlier, I thought that that was really um, a cool scene when she was walking on the white paint throughout the house because they had actually labeled in the house where the the floorboards i like that too very very yeah very smart yeah it's those it's those subtle little things in a movie that you're like man what an attention to detail that's great yep um but yeah i thought that the birth scene was just so stressful and so horrible like i just could not even it just yeah that was was too much and then when much and then krasinski runs in with his son and's like you can do this you know you got to do you got to do fireworks and the kid was having trouble earlier because he didn't want to go with uh go with his dad because he's so afraid and i think that you know that character his journey is kind of overcoming his fear and like stepping up and doing what needs to be done and just it's like we're all afraid dude we could die any second but yeah you have to do this stuff um so i I like that um 
But I really liked that scene when Krasinski walks in and he finds the blood in the bathtub, thinking that his wife and, you know, newborn child are just killed. And like, he has a really good emotional breakdown right there. And then the hand on the, you know, the Titanic hand on the glass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the baby's just not crying. It's like, okay, okay. little movie, little movie magic there. That's fine. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, it's I, fine. I'll go. I'll go along with it. That's cool. All right. Yeah, I, I went along with that though. I was fine with the baby being quiet. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you just when you, they put the when they put the the board over the baby in the thing, like they put the oxygen on it or whatever, and then they put the thing on it, like kind of like close up the box. I was like, she is. <laughs> I know, man. It's you gotta so do what brilliant. You gotta do. It's so yeah, it's brilliant. Like, you got to do what you got to do. And that's, you know, I mean, you just think of like, how would you possibly make this situation work? How did, how did that's the box get open? Did he, did he leave it open when he left? What do you mean? Like the, the box that the baby was in, like they had it closed and they had the oxygen going or whatever. Did they take the baby out before he left to go find the kids? No, it was still in there. there. But like the, the top of it was off when they, when the water was filling up and all that stuff. Oh. The top of the box was off, so I was like, oh, man, did that thing. Also, I one of that. my biggest qualms with the movie, I don't know if you can explain this to me, so they leave the water running for the sound, and then just by the move of a mattress, it fills up the entire thing. I'm like, what is that kind of, what kind of plan is that? Well, I think, and that, that was one of the big things that it was just like, you know, with all of these things going wrong, that was kind of just another thing that went wrong that was just like, uh, eh, you know, like, and it really, it made things, drown now or it made things so much worse. And it's like, oh gosh. Okay. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know if that was entirely necessary. Um, but whatever uh i think that but i think that we're supposed to assume that when the monsters or the creatures were running around up there they you know like destroyed part of a wall and clipped the pipe and then the pipe was running and then that water okay, was so, leaking so in. he didn't leave the water running for sound no so no no be, he, he so clipped, that's what i was thinking yeah and I, I was like well then why'd you do that you well maybe <laughs> maybe he did but he didn't anticipate that monster breaking that pipe and letting it yeah. run you know so i think that that i think that that was what was supposed to have been done and that's you know it just seemed like that was kind of one of those step too far, like, and then something else has to happen that so that she'll be in an even worse spot. And I thought it was a good, a good moment of her standing behind the waterfall, so to speak, and uh, having that thing breathe into her and be really close and have that kind of alien esque moment you know, oh, to no. reference a Ridley Scott you, alien. You know, you know what moment that was. What what did that remind you of the most? Her behind like a little waterfall and something poking its head in. Oh, freaking Lost World, Jurassic Park. And seriously, when she walked behind that, I was like, oh, boom. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's coming it. back. Was, and that guy gets a snake back. on him the and gets, gets his yeah. arm ripped off. Ha! Ha! Oh, dude. <laughs> snake on me. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie Lost World, Jurassic Park, let me just break the scene down for you. There's a tyrannosaurus rex chasing a group of people they all run into a cave with a water waterfall going over the entrance and then the tyrannosaurus peeks its head in and is like licking people but it just is out of reach and then this guy gets a snake in his shirt panics tries to get the snake out and then somebody pushes him forward and he just gets eaten by a tyrannosaurus oh he gets gosh. his arm grabbed 
jerked up, and then the the water from the waterfall turns red. Oh, All you my see is gosh. just red. And you hear the sound. The and it's that like, poor oh, guy, man. I know. There are so many horrible. You know what's another one in The Lost World is that guy that gets eaten outside of the blockbuster. That one always killed oh, me. Oh, I Because he, dude, that. he's just going. He's walking around in San Diego. He's probably got the night off from work or something. And he's like, oh, I'm yeah. going to go grab whatever movie's out that, Tom at that Hanks time. Tom Hanks film. Maybe, yeah, maybe Castaway maybe, or something. I don't know. He's in, a rom- he's in a rom-coms, maybe. Maybe. maybe he wants th- to go see. You know, sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, 2000, I think, is somewhere around there. Maybe late 90s is Lost World. So it's probably more like sleepless in Seattle or um, maybe you've got mail type time. And you um, never know. Maybe this guy's a fan of, I don't even know what. You maybe, know, he. Maybe he's referencing something. Steven Spielberg himself. He's going to rent Hook. Yeah. I, think that, I think that was in. That's a poster that's in that scene. He was probably renting Hook. Let's just this go guy with that. Could, he could have been he, a friend of ours. He was a big Robin Williams fan, that guy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had just watched Good Morning Vietnam, and then he was moving on to Hook. And uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot a lot at play here. So that poor Good man. Hunting. And then he, yeah, Good Will Hunting. And then he just gets killed by a Tyrannosaurus. Anyway, back to the, the present movie. Anyway, so why, if this thing's coming at them, <laughs> why can't they just jump out of the way? It's as simple as that to me. I don't get well, it. I'm, I don't have a problem with that, but um, I think that the one, the, another big flaw in Judgment and this killed me. And this is where you're killing your father, Larry. The girl just... <laughs> and a good day to you too, sir. <laughs> Sorry. So the one thing that bugged me, though, is that they're on top of that silo and the kid is begging his sister. He's going to come for us. He'll come back for us. And then she just wants to leave and get out of there so badly. And then she causes her brother to run and step on something and falls through into into the silo and fall in the grain. And at that and that point, I was like, man, why didn't you just sit there? You know, just I know. Sit there why, and why are you wait be it so out. naive? You know, you know, sit and wait the stubborn. whole situation out. You're safe. You're quiet. That's all you have to do. It's a horrible situation, but just be patient. And so that was the that was the one moment where I got really frustrated with the characters because, I mean, somebody always does something that's just a bonehead move, but that was just like, come on, be smarter than that. Um, and so that that really bugged me that the girl did that. And you know, you're killing your father, Larry. She did. She killed her father right there by making <laughs> you're that. Killing your father. And she almost killed yeah, her brother. Me. You know, she yeah. really could have gotten him killed. And I think that's in that's in the silo when she's in the grain. That's when she actually. Um, turns the the thing up and really realizes because it's every time that that thing gets close that the thing starts freaking out and I think that I think that she doesn't realize that it irritates it until the end and so it's just kind of um, it's just something that happens and she hasn't quite realized it so but I yeah that that just irritated me but it did cause for a really suspenseful scene as the kids sinking in and she has the door and they're trying to get on top of the door yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And that, I mean, that worked for me. It was super scary. And then Krasinski sitting in the freaking another lost world reference when he's standing in the cornfield and watching those things running towards his, or the, I think it was two. Of them, I know or just and the it one. runs. It's just the one, but it runs right past him. I was like, Whoa, yeah, yeah. that was, that was a cool, cool scene. Very cool. I really like that. Cool. Um, 
but and that you know obviously reminds you of Lost World with the Raptors. Um, oh, don't gosh. go into the long Just, grass. <laughs> yeah, talking about this makes me want to watch Lost World. Um, it's a fine movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you know the kid falling down. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, you said, what do you think of the relationship between John Krasinski's character and the little girl? And I really, I like the story. I do. And you've made me realize a lot about, especially comparing it to Signs, because I really didn't look at it like that. Like, the family aspect of this whole thing. You know, I, I'm kind of, I, I really wasn't thinking about, like, that overall narrative of it. Um, but when we talk about the story between those two, uh, specifically, it's just, it's just like she ruined so much. Mm-hmm. She killed the little boy. She almost killed her brother. She you killing your father, Larry. Um, that it just, uh, I can't get that out of my head. You know, I know it kind of yeah. just it ruins things for me. I just don't, and I don't want to criticize. You know, it wasn't the acting. The little girl was fine. And I also don't want to criticize the deaf person. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't want to sound like that. You know, it's yeah, just like, yeah. it was just like the story of her was just very frustrating. Yeah. It was just like, come on. Well, she was doing, she was doing stupid things and it's not because she was deaf. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's that's like not the reason that she was kid. falling out of line. It's because she was making poor choices as a, <laughs> as a human being, you know? So it's just it's frustrating um something we also we didn't quite mention is uh, a really good scene that i like was the conversation that krasinski and uh emily blunt had when they're you know when she's holding her newborn or maybe the baby was in the thing already but uh they were talking you know it's a boy and then she's talking about that moment of you know i had nothing in my hands i can still feel the weight of him he was so small but he was so heavy and she's you know blaming herself I, if i would just been holding him if i would have just picked him up then he wouldn't be dead and that whole thing and you know Krasinski's like don't do that don't do that and then she's like who are we if we can't protect them and that's and that's kind of the moment where obviously we don't know what's going to happen but looking back on it that's the moment where Krasinski dies her saying that who are we if we can't protect them because in that moment you know he's going to do everything he can to protect his children and he ends up killing himself for it. Um, yeah, so I, exactly. I really like that scene. And in that I thought moment it was... on the bridge, like he wasn't, he was, he was careless enough to let his little son walk so far behind him, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. if he just would have thought about that and kept his family close, then that wouldn't have happened. But, you know, and then he's sitting down there and he's going, well, gosh, where are my kids right now? Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, well, they're that's probably a just realization. They're probably in safe places because they're smart. Oh, absolutely. They're probably just following the plan that we their, drew up. <laughs> their choices know? aren't poor. <laughs> poor choices. <laughs> um, um, it's grainy, the whole thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's corny. Um, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I got I don't, stock full of these. <laughs> Girl, uh, great eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get in here. The jokes are a little corny, buddy. Um, uh, it's just a maze of them. As, uh, as, 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 uh, let's get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but um no and I, and I also like <laughs> stop <laughs> uh, I'm sorry do you know that Orville Redenbacher died in a hot tub <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no way. True story. Really? Yeah. Gosh, I that I don't know. sucks. I heard that. I actually have nothing Gosh, to back that up. Gosh, he's just like the corn that popped. <laughs> <laughs> you put that guy in the microwave. Oh, well, that's awful. Oh, boy. That is. Uh, sorry. That's awful. I mean, you know. I don't know. I don't Thoughts. Know. Um, but <laughs> uh, another, and I also really like that scene between uh, Blunt and Krasinski because those, you know, as, as knowing that they're married, it kind of adds another element of this. It but does, yeah. it's the first time that they've actually had a conversation on the screen, like that's not an ASL. So yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. It was just like, oh, finally they're talking to each other, you know, because they have the cutesy dancing scene at the beginning, which I really liked. You know, as soon as he mm-hmm. puts the earbud in, it just is full blast in the theater. I like know, that was music. that was cool. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I like that scene, and um, and then you know it goes to the kids getting trapped in the car, also reminiscent of Jurassic Park, the first one, uh, yeah. and then Krasinski sacrificing himself, and um, yeah, there's things that could have been done to avoid that moment, um, but I I loved that self sacrifice part, like that was just I, I think that that was just the perfect moment in the movie of a father laying down his life for his children and the way that he lets out that yell. And it was, I thought it was a good yell, you know, and his voice cracks and it just, it just seemed so real, you know, in that moment, Krasinski just felt like such a real father ready to die for his kid last night. But yeah, it was, it was a good yell. No. And I thought the same thing. I was like, uh, you know, like I, at first I was like, Ah! But then it did, <laughs> yeah. it did seem really real, you know? And in that moment, I was like, man, I feel like I would have had a, like a whippy or a quippy one-liner or something to say like, come at me, you son of a beep, you know, like say something, you know, cool or whatever. But in your last Believe moment. Believe it or not, USOB, you're still going to burn. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, but I just thought that whole scene was beautiful and the music and it's like, you know, what's going to happen. You know, what's happening, you know, what's coming. Mm. And he's signing that. I love you. I have always loved you. And he just, he has such a genuine look on his face of just absolute love for his children. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a beautiful scene. I, I teared up a little bit when it, when it happened. So I did, I did yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I Definitely. really, I really like that scene and the way, as soon as those thing that thing like dives on him and starts eating him, his kid just shifts it into neutral and just goes yeah. like, smart, I, I really like that too. Cause the kid, the kid was like smart enough to not let his father die in vain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that yeah, was, he was smart. He was smart enough to go. That's my dad dying. You know, I have to do this though. He's doing this immediately. Yeah. He's doing that for a reason. He's sacrificing himself so that we can live. You know, if we just sit here in the car and freak out and panic, that thing's still going to come over and probably get us. Also having that plan that you didn't really even think of having that truck, how it's just like you shift that thing into neutral and it just rolls down that hill perfectly to like the house. That's pretty, uh, that's a, that's a good, good plan. Yeah. I mean, if you just leave that thing on like a downhill slant, then yeah, it's pretty smart. Um, so that was good. And, and also, I mean, did you get the, I mean, obviously those things are running off sonar, so they're clicking. And so I think that, I think that's a big part of the element that maybe some people would miss. I don't know how, but, um, is that they, they're spatially aware. It's not like they're completely blind. They're like a blind bat. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's they like can they can sense what's around them. Yeah, exactly. They're using sonar so they can kind of create what, they can, they can see what's going on. I mean, if you, if you don't know what sonar is, just look up that magic school bus episode. It 
lays it out perfectly. Um, <laughs> that's how I learned. That's how I that's learned. How we all learned. But yeah. um, so so I like that because you know there's a lot of like whoa, how would it know to go back then? It's like they're there. It still knows that they're there. It's not like it's stupid. Um, so I, I enjoyed like a dog. that. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> um, gosh. We're, Batman we're off. We've we've derailed. <laughs> you have derailed. I'm trying so hard to like stay serious and on topic. No, here. no, it's good. It's and you've made me, you know, think a little bit differently about this movie. I still am probably never going to watch it again. Well, but, I mean, it's not necessarily um, a movie that like necessarily needs to be rewatched. Has a couple, the rewatch a lot? But, uh, but you know, you got to take the good from these things. And I think I did last night. You know, there was especially in the theater. I while I was watching it, I was pretty into it up until just about the final like 10 minutes. And that's right. when something clicked in my mind where I was like, you know what? I'm actually not that into this. Like I had so many questions throughout it that eventually when I knew it was ending, I was like, Oh dang it. I don't know. Um, but like I said, in the very beginning, when I said the John Krasinski thing, like I really want to emphasize that because I love this actor and I think his performance in this movie was incredible. Like, I want his I want to see him in everything just because he is such a he's a really great emotional actor, man. Like the scene between just to, you know, reference back to the office, you know, I'm going to season two um, casino night. We all know where yeah, you're casino going. Night. <laughs> it's seriously, man. It's like it's just one of those scenes that there's just so much like raw emotion that it just it gets you. And, and I don't. Sorry. WWE um, raw. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just, man, he's so great. And, uh, and I'm happy him and Emily Blunt got to be in this together. Um, I would have preferred Charlize Theron. <laughs> you like, actually, so it's like, you think that Krasinski's performance is better than Blunt's? Yeah, absolutely. Just man, wrong. I, it's just flat out wrong. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry. Well, there you I mean, do you like? <laughs> do you like a nice steak with whipped mashed potatoes? And <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So you're like, so what? What do you think of a full night's sleep, huh? <laughs> I love it. Well, then why don't you like her performance? Um, no, I mean, it, she was fine. It's just you know. I tried to explain that like everybody has problems with different things and I'm not the biggest fan in the world of Emily Blunt and uh, I'm not the biggest fan of tentacles. (laughs) And so (laughs) I just like, there's just things in this movie that made me so uncomfortable to a point there. I was like, okay, I just don't, I don't like looking at this right very much. Um, And the sound was throwing me off so much throughout the whole thing. It was, but it was mostly in the end. Like it was fine all the way through until like, they shift the truck in a neutral. They go down, and then all of a sudden, it's like, and like another one's coming in the house. And then it's like, oh no, what are we gonna do? And like, it's just it kept going and kept going and hammering it on. And uh, it's good. They probably needed that. It's a good ending to the movie. I understand. But after he gave himself up, I was like, okay, I'm good to go. Yeah, good. Yeah, like that was great. And I and think that that did. I think that that could have been the climax of the movie. I think that they maybe didn't need to have that last little bit of the movie happen like that. They honestly could have gotten away scot free, you know. Um, but I I really did like 
I like I like the revelation of that's their weakness, and it's not that like it's not that that's gonna kill them, but it weakens their armor enough that you can get a freaking you know you can get a twelve gauge shot on that thing, and that'll take it down. And then, yeah. but when you shoot a gun, <laughs> a lot more of them are gonna be running at you. And so yeah. then, and and I was like, oh my gosh, are we gonna watch her like just? destroy all these you things see, I, th- I thought they were gonna go that direction too and I, th- I thought it was sweet man i loved just like you know her putting that thing on the microphone and then and the freak on the microphone um <laughs> putting that thing on the microphone and then uh cocking the gun i was like sweet i i and was I way went- into that i loved that <laughs> you went sweet and i went ugh, ugh. <laughs> just different people i guess yeah it's nice knowing it was, I'm right, though. See, that's the thing. When, I, when we talk about these things and we argue, I know you're just coming from a place that's like, I know I'm right and you're wrong. And I'm like, okay, well. It's so I like hard, steak though. and mash. It's so <laughs> you know? hard. I, it's so I, difficult I, to like watch a movie like this and hear somebody say they didn't like it because I'm like, how? <laughs> you know, it's just this isn't like it's an objectively good movie to me. Like, I just don't I, I don't get it. So sorry. I lot you're cutting out. I'm not saying <laughs> it. You heard you heard what I said. What was that? Sorry. <laughs> Signals falling out here. Well, that's it for professor. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't know. I just, you know, I like some movies. I don't like others. I, it was. <laughs> It was good and you know cool. <laughs> why is the sky? Why is the sky blue? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever uh, eaten a bowl of frosted flakes? <laughs> Tell me you didn't like. <laughs> uh, you ever thrown a frisbee? <laughs> God. You ever seen a puppy? Do you think you thought it was ugly? <laughs> uh, um, no. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah, I, so closing, I, I thought it was a great movie. I loved pretty much all of it. There was a couple things that, you know, yeah, there's, there's some flaws in logic and things that you kind of have to just go along with. But at the end of the day, I, I can't see, I, I can't see, uh, this movie being executed like any better. I mean, it was just, it was just such better. a better It was just such a good movie. And I love like the small scale aspect of just, a family living in some rural area trying to make do with what's happening. And, you know, they also pointed out that there were three, three confirmed in the area. And so they kind of the whole time, you know, they know that there's two more coming. Um, also the, the look on the, uh, the security cameras, I thought that that was quite horrifying seeing the two running at them. It's I, like, know. Oh, I know that sucks, dude. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm a big fan. I'm also really into, I'm, kind of a sci-fi nut like i love all sorts of i'm starting of, to learn that a little bit yeah, yeah i like anything sci-fi creature i i just find that all very fascinating and interesting so um and i thought this was i thought this was a breath of fresh air really in the film industry i thought it was kind of a i don't know it was it was much like cloverfield to me you know you know what i i will say this though uh and people might hate me for it i liked this movie more than get out And uh, yeah. I think I did too, honestly. Everybody had talked about Get Out so much, and I know all the Oscar buzz around it. And I watched it, and I was just like, "Okay, you know, it's cool. 
It's an interesting story, but like it just seemed too over the top for me, and I knew what was happening the entire time. Kind of guessed it, you know. By the end of it, yeah, it threw me for a couple loops, but at the very end of it, it wasn't like everybody compared it to Cabin in the Woods, right? But Cabin in the Woods, you had when you first watched that movie, you had no idea that it was going to go in that direction. Right. Like right. that is the farthest direction that it could possibly go. Like what? You know, when the, uh, when the Hawk runs into the wall and cabin in the woods and it kind of falls, you're like, well, what the heck was that? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, get out was just like, all right. You know, it, she, he gets hypnotized he, and they're all robots now. Kind of these people are just like hypnotizing people and, taking their brains or whatever. And it was cool. So yeah, I would say that I liked this movie more than that, just because of, I think the acting was pretty strong. Um, you know, would have rather had maybe Kate Beckinsale or, um, you know, heck even you put (laughs) Oprah, um, you put Whoopi. Hey, Whoopi would have been good in this. You put Jack Black with a wig on as the wife. Yeah. No, he's the old guy that yells. See, that's the thing. I was going to say, you said your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts. Uh, old guy that yells gave me nightmares last night. <laughs> <laughs> he was super scary, man. Just so. What like, happened oh. there? Had his wife, like, gotten killed by one of those things, too? or She must have. Yeah, must have. And then maybe he walked up on her and found her or something. Or did she kill herself, I, I wonder? I don't know. I don't know. Poor old guy, though. I know, dude. That sounded. That's the thing, is it? It sounds pretty bad. You know, I don't oh, know yeah. how what quickly. Happens? Yeah, I don't know how quickly those things kill you because obviously they're apart, feeding man. upon you, right? Uh-huh. They're like they're eating you, and yeah, I don't know. And that was kind of like the disturbing thing. Thinking about how old was that kid? Like five or six, and he just gets eaten by a creature. It's horrifying. Horrible. Yeah, Jack Black would have been better as the old guy, though. I agree. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's my two cents on it. You know, I th- it was just was was what it was. I wasn't like a crazy huge fan. I was, you know, maybe I saw too many reviews that hyped it up too much for me. Right. Um, it's kind of like a get out situation. Everybody's just saying this is the best thing ever. And I watch it and I'm like, I don't know about that. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty good. This movie, I just had my problems with it. I analyzed it quite a bit throughout it, and I think the point that I made earlier about it almost just being a too simple of a movie for me, like Signs, there was enough depth, especially with like Joaquin Phoenix and stuff, like that kind of acting, um, that it just hit home for me. But this movie didn't quite hit that nail, you know? Uh, but I think it did enough for me to understand why some people liked it a lot. You know, it did like I can't I can't say that I hated it. I can't say that I, you know, that it's the dumbest movie ever or yeah. whatever. I, it's like I can't argue that this is a poorly made movie. Would you that say the that directing was bad? Would you say that you like the movie, but it just did not live up to the hype? Yeah, I think it's like it's a good movie, but I just I had a lot of problems with it. And it wasn't a favorite of mine. Right. I, I, I didn't really enjoy watching it too much, but right. um, I think it's a cool story. It's another one of those things like The Last Jedi for me or something like that, where like on paper, a lot of these things look great. 
I think the execution was just a little bit too uncomfortable for me at certain times. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know, but you know, like I said, uh, if you want to talk about the office for just a bit longer, um, (laughs) if we could just talk Jim and Pam just for another second, (laughs) no, I'm kidding, but, um, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, no. And, um, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, I would, I would just, in my closing thoughts, I think that this might be my favorite movie I've seen this year. So that's all I'm going to say. It's been, haven't, hasn't been a whole lot that's come out so far, but you like this better, better than uh, ready player one. I do. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I had, what what else? I enjoyed myself more at least in this movie than ready player one. So, okay. Yeah. And all the Oscar stuff came out last year. So that doesn't count. Tomb Raider, Pacific Rim Uprising. Exactly. I I honestly haven't seen that many movies this year. So, well, you got one here in about two weeks that could take, could take the mantle. Oh gosh. And we are so excited. We are going to be covering a lot of Avengers stuff coming up here. So I am pumped for tomorrow. Um, Actually, we're going to talk about stuff tomorrow. So yeah, we're going to be talking about some, some Marvel universe stuff. Super stoked about that. Um, also, uh, just a little shout out to my Portland Trailblazers. First playoff game uh, is today, playing the Pelicans, and uh, I am just so excited. Uh, played the Utah Jazz to end the season, got the win over them. Um, if I can just talk a little bit of sports for a second, uh, Donovan Mitchell, those uh, those Utah Jazz had a terrific end of the season, and I was a little bit scared that they were going to take the mantle from us. Um, but Portland Trailblazers. We're doing, doing all right. But uh, also, I did see the reason why I kind of bring that up. I did see on our SoundCloud, uh, there's a few listeners from Salt Lake City that have been listening, or somewhere in Utah. Do you yeah. see that? Yeah, I don't know um, who's in Salt Lake listening to us, but feel free to come at us and send us some yeah, messages. Reach out to us because let that's us know what you think awesome. or topics you'd like to to be heard. Because there was a large spike in Salt yeah. Lake, so yeah, and I don't that know who's over happy. there. But that's great. Yeah. Makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about Portland getting your guys jazz, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hey, Hey, um, but yeah, it's really fun to see, see that later. kind of stuff. Right. What was that? We might see him later. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, but, uh, it's really fun to see stuff like that. Just checking out like the stats and where people are listening from just cause there's, you know, there's people listening from like other countries and stuff. And it just, that makes us really happy. It makes us keep doing this. So thank right. you to everybody that keeps listening. Hopefully we can get some professor jones shirts out or something i don't think anybody would ever wear one but heck i wouldn't even um but uh yeah thank you to everybody that's listening um please subscribe to itunes that's our biggest thing um leave a review that helps us a ton um check us out on facebook professor jones um or you can just type in facebook.com slash professor podcast professor podcast on instagram um, you can find me on Twitter at bro underscore digs um, and uh, SoundCloud Professor Jones. Check out our website, www.professorjones.com, fully updated. And that's not a joke, Dave. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it used to be like, it's fully updated, kind of. <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah, I got that up and running. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're stoked about all this. And uh, I hated A Quiet Place and. David's wrong about everything he said this time. So. All right, I didn't want to stop you, but we haven't asked the standard question. So, uh, real quick, do you think, or would you rather watch this movie or School of Rock? Oh, 
School of Rock. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. You're on School of Rock too? Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I School of Rock. I don't know. The thing I kind of got nervous there. I feel like I've said School of Rock, or I've said other movies when I really do think School of Rock. Like last week, I think I said... Right now, I would say Ready Player One, but in five years, I'd probably say School Rock. I'm, I'm saying School Rock for Ready Player One, too. So Heck, even a week after, I'm, I might be saying School Rock on that one, too. Might be changing the vote. It's true, because you just get, you get excited about stuff, you know? And then, it, like, a week or two passes, and you're like, I mean, that movie was fun. I'd, it was pretty good. Yeah. But, I'll, buy, yeah. I'll, I'll buy Ready Player One on Blu-ray. You know? I definitely will, too. Yeah, I'll be excited. Definitely. This, I'm going to get whatever box set they have. <laughs> I got a life-size poster of uh, Emily Emily Blunt pregnant in my, in my apartment. Oh my god! A life-size poster of that thing's head separated. God, you're just gonna send me a postcard someday. Just have that. I would hate you. Um, uh, oh, you know what? No, th- this is also a bit that I forgot to do. Um, you know what? I thought that they could have done like some bodily function humor, though. You know. I really thought that they, they missed <laughs> out on that. They could have had like, you know, the, <laughs> no, no, the it's, like, it's like Emily Blunt's like, hey, kids, what should we eat? And then she grabs out like a can of beans and they're all like covering their mouths, like oh. snickering, trying not to laugh. Like, we can't, we eat can't fart. Uh, I'm sorry. That I, is it, the worst. That should have just kept that. I'm sorry, but it is really funny to think about because there's things that you would do that you wouldn't mean to that would make a lot of noise. What if you snore? What do you do? You're dead? Oh, no. Is everybody that true. snores just dead? What if you, you my, know? My, my ankles and, like, my knees and stuff, like, crack a lot. Yeah, I have my like, ankles weird, pop, like, cracky sure. body. Um, I feel like I would just be screwed all the time. <laughs> what like, if you got a runny nose? <laughs> you know, you try to blow your yeah, nose and then just... Blow your nose <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he blew his nose and he died. It's like, gosh, what a way to go out. Yeah. Um, Silent, but not so deadly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I could cut that one out. That was, that's just it's foul. <laughs> Immature humor. <laughs> we'll get the box set, the Kleenex box. Um, I see, I see. Uh, okay. But anyway, great times. We both agree that Ready Player One is, or excuse me, that School of Rock is better than this movie. Or we'd rather watch School of Rock. Yep. So, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We coming at you next time with a little Avengers action. Until then, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Shh.